cold. Oh, cold. It was a cryo chamber. Do you remember from the last? Yeah. Well, this isn't episode 11. That's because after publishing episode 10, I realized that I conducted a pretty shitty interview and left listeners with very little to go on as far as who Meredith Elrod is. So I'm here to fix that. So we're back for round two with Meredith Elrod, a former cruise ship performer turned wardrobe technician turned Las Vegas animal champion. I could have just re-recorded the episode and replaced it, but I'd rather have the original as a reminder to myself to conduct better interviews. Let's go! That's why I can't use Facebook. I'm, I'm an, a boomer when it comes to Facebook. I was going to say you're a boomer for sure if that's it, the case. Every time I go back to it, it's an entirely different UI. Mm-hmm. Everything's in a different spot. There's like settings within settings. Yeah, it is a bit insane now. And my thumbs get fatter and wider I know. with every passing year. Well, you know, our ears and our noses keep growing. <laughs> oh, Do you think God. our thumbs keep growing? Uh, this is going to be episode 10.5, Redhead Redemption 2. Ask your wife better questions, you narcissist. (laughs) Valentine's edition. We made it to my comeuppance episode. (laughs) This is technically still episode 10, uh, but I used like the transition sound design thing for this, which means it's canon. Got it. Uh, So, and this half of the episode is even more important than the first half of 10, because I fucked up, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) because I took my wife for granted, folks, and I gave the worst interview of all time to the person that deserves the best. That's why it's Valentine's edition. Aww. Uh, yeah, I just we just kind of hung out, <laughs> which was it was pretty because, fun. And look, I'll lean on that fact that hey, it was just it's easy to hang out We're, with you. You're a fun hang. What can I say? Hey, you ditto. Uh, Meredith Elrod is my guest today on this half of this proper half of episode ten. Meredith Elrod is a dancer who had a cruise ship career that lasted over a decade and has been in the business even longer before finally moving to Vegas and giving in to her addiction to animals and becoming (laughs) the volunteer coordinator for the Nevada SPCA. Yeah. Completely different set of skills. You having a hard time? Yes. Cut this part. The thing freezes sideways. So you said all you did was say my... So old. I'm the oldest person... I'm just I'm reading this as I go. I like it. Some of it's not. So okay, I was just gonna comment on the first half of Mm -hmm. the garbage interview that I gave you before. This filth that I've created will remain on the internet as a warning to my future self to not half-ass it when it comes to asking for people's time, mainly my guests, but also my audience, people who would actually spend time listening to this. So please forgive me. That's our show. Okay, thanks for tuning in. That's it. The world wasn't ready for Meredith Elrod, who would clog her way into our hearts. Because hmm. <laughs> I was a clogger. <laughs> yeah, so what you clogged when you were a kid. Yes. What, and what is that? So, like, I think any reasonable person who isn't in the well, dancing community yeah. would would think of wooden clogs, like it's little like, Dutch clogs. Yeah, definitely not yeah. that. So it said it's it, not that. a tap shoe, you know, and a tap shoe, it's... Um, it does not. It's not loose. Whereas a clogging sh- a clogging shoe, the ta- the top uh, tap is loose. Therefore, it creates a different sound. Okay. So same exact shoe, just different sounding. Pretty tap ca- shoe. Kind, kind of yeah. Pretty much same exact shoe, just looser yeah. taps on there, which okay. makes a huge difference in sound. And then clogging, just I don't know. It kind of I think is more of a con- I don't know. I hope I don't get this wrong. Is more southern thing than anything. I mean, a lot of people would clog, but 
it's kind of more of a southern thing and it started out when they used to hoe down back in the day and it's literally called oh hoe down there's like a hoe down section uh that you can do as well you can compete in hoe down section a little hoe down but that's girl. how it starts but it evolved to many different levels so yeah. it's got they have a broadway version of clogging and you know it's no different any other dance you're doing they just have different so it's like a genre yeah they you can we so we always did like things like pop songs and dance and stuff like that so i danced like in sync you know, and stuff like that, That's clogging cool. and to like, yeah. And it's so super, super funny. But, um, we did a Michael Jackson theme one and there was like three or four different songs in it. I was so proud of it. And it was my senior year of high school and we, we were the junior national, I think you were junior, junior national dance champs, uh, for that year. So it was a big deal. And it was to the Michael Jackson song. So I've always been proud of that because we were actual national championship. Yeah. I was on a clogging team. That's what I mean. Like you're not, you don't. And they still kept going even after I left because when I went to ships, the team went on to do so many more things. They were on um, the show that Jabberwockies were found out. I can't think of the name. America's Best Dance Crew. They went on like the mm. fourth or fifth season of America's Best Dance Crew and revolutionized what you thought of break dancing and then clogging. They would. They did. It was interesting. It was an interesting concept. Huh? We just saw them over the break we did jabberwockies but anyways no cloggin cloggin's definitely more a southern thing probably just yeah don't i don't think i know many places but, so like way that, to do it. that's a good segue because you go you i think at least you, a lot of people have their kids be in soccer or band mm-hmm. or ballet or theater you're dancing you're doing everything you're like serious about it yes you and your sister yeah we do and everything. now your niece which is pretty cool we took everything, um, and they she takes everything. She takes a lot of different things as she gets older. We've always taken eight to ten kind of genres of dance, whether that be contemporary, modern, ballet, even a technique class. And that's then like of your course eight tap clogging and your, not eight counts. Your positions are yeah, all that, all that <laughs> technique sound, is so important. To sound like a you do sound good. You know no. your uh, you get your your positions there your that you plugs. do. Yeah, your you know you do them <laughs> positions. You know. But yeah. You got your first, you got your second. Yeah, that's right. You got third, fourth, and fifth. Third, fourth, and fifth. And then you're going to want to do a port de bras. Do some bar work. So, yeah, we did all kinds of different kinds, but, uh, and Lindsay did too. And so, and Harlan is doing something. And you're the same. winning all these competitions. So, yeah, yeah, you did it. You, you were, you meant it. You went into it and you went full tilt from yes. a very young age. I knew at 10 I was going to dance. You were like, I'm going to do this or nothing else at all. I I, remember, I felt I figured Not it out at, at 10. All. I, I think it. Lindsay was similar, but I figured it out yeah. around 10 that I knew that that's all I cared about doing was I was going to be a dancer. I don't care how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to be a dancer. Yep. I spent all of school just getting through it. <laughs> well, and then so you found opportunity on a cruise ship. Yep. You spent 11 years followed there. followed my sister. You followed your, the, yeah, your sister I went usually follow first. my sister everywhere. <laughs> It's Aww. her like doing everything and me just like, hey, I'm going to be there too. Okay. Like bless I her heart. She, I think she wouldn't have it any other I'd way. I'd be following her like crazy. If I know her. So yeah, you, you were doing, you were bringing out ships. You were doing inaugural uh, I did stuff one inaugural and then two like. I never did that. Well, I, did, I did six years on a ship. I never. Did three inaugural to total, inaugural. but one was like a brand new ship. The other two were like installs, but it's and just. And you were right away you were doing, wasn't that like your. My. Which contract was that you did an inaugural for the first time? Um, well, the inaugural, we did the Fascination, and then I did two back-to-back. I did the Fascination and the Inspiration ship installs, which are considered inaugurals, but not quite. Um, and then the real inaugural, though, was the big deal was the, was was the dream. dream yeah. In 2009, Kathy Thomas called I was, me. I was in Key West. I'll never forget it in my entire life. Yeah, can we just... It was such I mean, a big deal. We'll try to encapsulate all of the cruise ship questions because yeah. I want to move on to everything else. But try to encapsulate that with the dream contract. 
Like Maybe. what it was? Well, just just go like because there's a lot of stuff happened to you. You it was <laughs> a lot oh, of shit. Yeah. A lot of bullshit happened to yeah. you. You sprained really badly sprained both of your ankles at the same time. Yeah. By five landing, days, five days into that, so landing on like uh, in between a mat and a trampoline. Like if you, if you want to just skip this part, it's fine. Hit the little fifteen second thing twice or something. <laughs> but uh, you you were on a trampoline and you came down right in between like so you know it you know real professional gym, gymnastic mat type things. They have the where they practice and they use the trampoline and it falls off into like a little mat. And I managed to get. I got to the very edge and jumped up, and when I came down, my feet slipped between the mat and the um, and the trampoline and rolled out. And I remember <laughs> I I remember I sat up and laughed because I was like, "Oh, this is hilarious! I can't believe I just did that." And then I felt the pain rush from yeah. my ankles all the way up to my head. How long was that? Like from the Within point of seconds, like, seconds. Yeah. It but went like, from being this moment oh, where you just were like, Haha, "What a for two oh seconds." God, for two seconds, I was fine, and then it just it it shot up like I've oh. never felt in my entire life. The pain went to, straight to my head because I almost passed out. And Miss Stables, Carrie freaking Stables, <laughs> the most amazing ever. She shoved my head between my legs yeah. so I wouldn't pass out right there in front of everybody. And then immediately, she's a woman of action. Both my ankles swell, but my left one swelled to a point where it looked like the it was the size of a kneecap yeah. on the side of my ankle. It looked like yeah. a kneecap sized bump. Ankles. And so I was. That was five days into this inaugural, which was supposed to be like the new most amazing thing to ever happen to me ever. Was to bring out a brand new this ship is during rehearsals and five days they into left it. Yeah, well, we, we had about a month on land. Yeah. You always do about a month, month and a half but on like land. You, oh. And so I did it five days in, and the I psychology, the psychological toll of that. It was hard. It's wow. I um went to the doctor. Obviously, got they were like, yeah. He goes, you've severe. He the term he used was severely sprained. So I didn't just sprain oh. it. He like looked at it and he was like, this is so unbelievably severe. He was like. I remember the guy would tell me, he's like, I really hope you make it to your opening. He was like, but I'm going to be honest with you. This looks pretty bad. I don't know if you're going to make it because of how bad it was. And so easily they could have sent me home. I would imagine most people prior, I don't know why. I still to this day don't know why I got lucky, but I know Miss Stables and Claire Hardy and all them were part of discussing keeping me on board because it's an inaugural. They need the body to be yeah. in that place. So now I'm not in there. So that I'm still to this day baffled they didn't send me home, and that would been that what, would have been it. What do you it. think the reason was? I I don't know. I I I'm hoping they knew I was a good team player. Yeah, this is well. This I'm what hoping I'm they knew at, I was a good team player. What I'm getting at is like because it would be not uncharismatic for you to say it yourself. So I'll just say it. I think it's because you were so amazing that. And, and I hope so. <laughs> the fact that there was enough enough of a time frame where it's like she can heal yes, within this it was amount, a, exactly, and it's still worth it to keep her here, because which is we, still a big deal. But like that's you know how many people are lined up for that job? There was tons of that? people they could have had. That's there were so many like, people. That's really really impressive. That I don't it, know how to. Yeah, it, it's you you reached levels of d- professionalism in your dance career that I never reached with my music career. That's very nice, Andy. I, I don't know I about that. Really but. Mean, like, truly. Like, I wasn't being asked yeah. to go out on inaugurals. I wasn't... You know what I mean? Like, you have an impact on people. Anyway. I um, got very lucky. I sat in a wheelchair. Yeah, and there's an element I, of luck. and But that's amazing that they, they yeah. had you... Now, yes. But then I was in a wheelchair. In a wheelchair with in them, rehearsals. They were in, yeah, learning. Doing, learning the shows from the wheelchair. It was like Degrassi High. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> and it was... You know what's also cool is I had a really amazing cast. Like, 
I tr- and that was the other thing I got lucky with. Not only did I get to bring out a ship, I got I lucked out with such amazing people, yeah. including and then we had the dancing well, in the street show and the B boys. The best of the best. They all asked, and but everybody was a yeah, and everybody. The thing there. is, is they were all amazing people. Like it was crazy to like kind of look around and go, oh wow, these are all like badass, like nice people that also deserve to be here. Yeah. Like they. That first day of rehearsal was the most intimidating first day of rehearsal I've ever had in my entire life. I literally, yeah. for a second, was like, I don't know if they got it right. I might not <laughs> yeah. should. Imposter I might not need syndrome. to be here. That's called imposter Some syndrome. of those girls and stuff. I mean, Amanda freaking Lunger, and I still to this day look at her. I will always look up to my girl because there's nobody who can dance. Oh, girl. This she is, is episode fierce. one. Um, but anyway, so like I got people like that to put in my life that I got to look up to while doing it. That yeah. was what was even cooler is. I looked around and went, okay, uh, got a lot to learn. It was very exciting. That's what made it depressing when I busted back because I'm like, I finally made it and I met these great people oh, and now I I'm going to go imagine. home. I mean, well, I imagine. literally knew it. I was like, I'm going home. That's it. And then just, it just worked out. They said, well, Miss Stables is like, we're going to give you a wheelchair and we're going to see how it goes. And that's, and, and like, I did. And I learned you it. you just and, like adapted to this life in a wheelchair really yes, quick where yes. it, like you have all these stories. Of oh, like I have a, the jokes Amanda stuff. pushing me around a mall <laughs> and then she made me, she's like, we're going to the mall. We're going to have fun. You're going to, you're not going to be depressed. And she's, and we're going to push you around your stupid stroller. It's straight and up they Degrassi. Did. Yeah. It, it, it was, I, we went cruise ship edition. They, all, the whole cast made sure I was included. Nobody ever left me out. They could have easily done that. Those are adorable. They never left me out. Everybody always made me feel included and they... Could have forgotten about me, to be honest, because I was going to therapy three days a week. So yeah. I was missing rehearsals. Physical therapy. I was missing. Yeah, I was missing. Yeah. I was missing. I wouldn't blame you for going to therapy. That was what was also yeah. scary. Well, I had to. I had to write. But I was going to physical therapy three days a week, which means I was missing two to four hours sometimes, depending on because I was depending on a car ride from a carnival employee. Oh. And sometimes I would have to wait on others to pick up and leave. So because it wasn't just me, because there yeah. were other people that were. So I would, yeah. I could be sometimes hours later than I was supposed to get back. And the amount of choreography and fun times I had missed were Aww. ridiculous. But that was what was tough is I was like, I missed out on so many things as far as that goes. But like, I got nobody ever made me feel that way. Yeah. I was always, always yeah. from day well, one. It was a great group. Like then, I got super lucky. Nothing but better times after that. I hope. Oh my God. Well, then I got to stay. <laughs> Well, and then I used to wrap my ankles up in gaffer tape during rehearsals. Yeah. I would get gaff, gaffer Damn. tape, and is that what's called gaffer tape? Yeah, the black, the black tape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would uh, one of the all the all the sound guys, all the backstage guys were my friends, and I went to Marco Chan and like a few of the other backstage guys every day. And I was like, "Can I use your gaff tape?" And then by the end of it, they would just see me in the morning, give it to me, and walk off. And that's how what that's how uh, I got through rehearsals. That I, little family, and yeah. I didn't wear heels. I yeah, did not wear heels. Usually you practice in heels leading up to it to make sure you're yeah. ready for the choreography. I did not put heels on until rehearsals from the, the night yeah. of our opening night. I and that was the first time I felt you, what it was like to dance all, in heels for the first time in <laughs> three months. Well, I can't believe you'd ever put on heels ever again, let alone. I went three months and like, then I rehearsals before we opened shows. I put them on and just hope for the best. Jesus. And it went well, though. That's <laughs> nuts. We that's opened like, that night, and so it went well. That's me, I got lucky. That's me breaking all my teeth, <laughs> uh, breaking my lips somehow, having them heal over two months, and then just hoping that... Hoping it hoping goes well. Goes on well. opening night. On opening night. Yeah. You're a maverick. You're crazy. Um, 
Nothing. It's not. Well, it's my day. When it came so, to dancing, that's how I felt. Nothing's going to get no, in my way. I know. Damn it. I'm going to. It's, it's I will amazing. be successful and I will do this. Even though it was stubborn, the most depressing. Stubborn people, aren't it we? Was, yeah. It was so depressing to go through it. I know, BB. It was but awful. I'll tell you one thing. Now, it was embarrassing, too. Knowing all that, everyone listening up to this point, that we then, me and Eric from episode one, uh, we meet. Both oh yeah, Meredith and Amanda. The year, a- yeah, 2011. Two the, years. Is later. it the year after? Two years. A- so me and Amanda met in 2009. We yeah. did the dream back to back, and then for our next contract, she said, "Where are you going?" And she wrote the same ships down, and we both put that we were going to be together no matter what ship. So oh, when we got hired, oh my god, I just, Simon I Simon called me. Simon, I miss Simon, uh, the dance supervisor, or sorry, the dance manager at the time over all the ships and everybody. And he was like, hey, you know, you put the splendor down, want to invite you to go to the ship. This starts at this time, this time. And I was like, oh, my God, great. And I said to him, I said, um, when is Amanda coming? Like, I like was where I said, but Simon, like, is Amanda get the ship? Like, can you tell me? And he was like, yes, I'm calling her next. Like, in, in the most, like, annoyed, psychar- he was being funny on purpose, but being so annoyed because knowing, like, oh, my God, like, you girls are so ridiculous. Yes, I'm calling man. her. Yeah. But he, he literally goes, yes, Meredith, I'm calling her next. Do you accept the contract? And I was like, yes, as long as Amanda's going. And then... When he called her, the first thing out of her mouth after he asked if she wanted to go, she said, is Meredith going? And he said, oh, my God, yes. I just, that's who I just got off the phone with. You. So then that's how we, we did three contracts in a row together. Leaving each other was the hardest ever. Oh. But that's when we met you guys in 2011. Yeah, and then we, we all met, met our future husbands. Time. You met your future husbands all at the same time. Together. On the same ship, and we had a blast. We're cute as shit. So I guess yeah. it's safe to say we're obsessed with Amanda and Eric for life. Yeah, and now now Amanda's the only one who hasn't been on the podcast. So, so she's got to get on the podcast. Yeah, and she's doing well. Not ne- necessarily and next, and but she's whatever kicking, you can. She's kicking butt with her career, so she's you're definitely going to want to interview we, that we girl. we got a lot to catch up yeah. the world on. So yeah, um, let's go to Italy. Let's, we got to go to Italy. Gotta, I got to take you to Italy. It's beautiful. Yeah, I have never... Yeah, uh, you got to take P and Papa and all our parents to Italy. Papa and Mima and <laughs> Seesaw and... Hulu, uh, <laughs> how many surgeries have you had since the? For my back. Well, all of it. All you had of a, it. You you sprained. But let, let me just list off a couple. See if what I'm missing. Double sprain, really blood. bad sprain, mm-hmm. uh, on the ankles. Uh, a blood clot. Blood clot that led to you getting a bone removed. Correct. One of your in your. In One of front, my ribs. Near your have ribs. Bone. Yeah, near our collarbone had shifted over time and yeah. blocked it closed to where. I had a big fat red arm that was Your about two inches big. Could just move around. Well, and if you remember, we were on like, the last. That blew my mind. We were on the last week of opening shows. We were doing Vroom, the hardest show because of not that. the hardest show because the beat was, but hardest for changes. And I remember being in the seventy section, walking out, and I had this I'm living my best life still, nonetheless. And I had my hand up just to keep the Poor numbness. Woman. I had to pull my the only way because it say numb, and the only way it didn't it would go away was when I lifted my arm up. So I can remember the curtains setting right in front of the curtains with my arm up going, all right, here we go. And then as soon as the curtains opening, going right into action, but then immediately yeah. going numb, just, just dancing like Crazy. that for six days. And you were, and you had your, the way you describe it is you're in <laughs> rehearsal and you were like, uh, Joe, is so this normal? Ben, and you hold up your hand and it's a giant Mickey Mouse. So it was actually Ben inflatable. and Lauren Perez, Ben Turner, my beautiful boy. Oh, which I hope Christopher Wood, if they listen to this, he can tell that I'm talking about him. Yes, but yes. Um, For we context, were doing the finale of Vroom, and those who know Vroom, it's um, 
Uh, we will we will rock you. It's a queen finale. It's the most badass thing ever. Minnie Madden's amazing. And um, Minnie Madden's a choreographer. But uh, anyways, we were sitting there doing the finale. And I kept feeling my arm go numb. And then I was like, God, I just, it feels weird. It feels like there's not blood going to it. But whatever. And I just kept dancing. And then Joe was in the middle of talking. And I looked at Ben and whispered and made sure he could see my face, obviously, because he's, he's deaf. So I was like yeah. looking at him. And I said, does my arm look normal? And Ben opened his eyes really wide and then he tapped Lauren Perez and said, Lauren, look. And Lauren looked at it and I said, does it look weird? And she also then opened her eyes really wide and she goes, Meredith, something's wrong with your arm for sure. So then I got, that's what happened is I then raised that arm and I looked at Joe and I said, does my arm look weird? In the middle of him talking about choreography, I interrupted him to go, does my arm look weird? And Joe DeDuca also I'll never forget his face. And he goes, you have to go to the infirmary now. Go now. Go now. Yeah. And he like, he he didn't panic like freaking out, but he was very serious. He was about it. very Urgent. serious about it. And so anyways, but nobody knew what it was. And if you remember, they told me it could be a spider bite or they thought oh I was God. having an allergic reaction. Can- the, they threw in cancer. I think. And they threw in cancer at they one point. Like, Might yeah. Be. And you were Perfect. really mad about that when I told you about yeah, that. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was pretty cool. That we got it was to, six days later. I found out I had the. Let's clot. just make a little stew out of all the fucking yeah. fucked up shit. It so could then, be. anyway, so then I got it. Then I went to the doctor, got Broth the blood clot out. Of worry. Found out it was a bone. So then, did my finish the contract and then went home and that was one of our longest. But it was breaks. a bone that was like pressing into your blood. It vessel had shifted. Like it shifted. They shifted. they see. They see this kind of thing in dancers, uh, tennis players, swimmers, okay. anybody that he said, the doctor said, anybody with full range of motion doing uh, things, like think about swimmers, you know, do the, their hands come all the way over for the butterfly, like the way they swim. So PSA, so because of, move less. Everyone yeah, should be moving less. Because I have full range of motion all the time, Just it kidding. causes, and it's a rib, but it's a rib up by... by um, my collarbone that it shifted yeah, and, and it she, pinched the the blood vein closed. He, he so I said actually, rib and I thought like I thought of your everybody, ribs like down all here of us. And, but yeah. yeah, apparently you have little tiny ribs that are yeah. It's cr- yeah. Trust me, I I'm, learned a lot about it's called. And shit I know it's called a, the surgery is called a first rib resection. Okay, that's the name of the surgery. That's when I have to write down how many different. So then. That was that wasn't my back step. Then I, I hurt my back, back when we back went to the Liberty. I, when it first started was on the Liberty was pretty much the beginning of my, my end. Cause I knew, I knew it was going to be a problem for Meryl. Now I always knew it. And then I spent the next six years. You also were a big factor in keeping me going as far as helping me with icing and, mm-hmm. you know, helping with, with all of that. But I definitely knew it was time to go when we were, when well, we were and, going. And to, and I just want to reiterate to everyone because this sounds up until now, it's like, well, there's maybe some people going, Gotta gotta take better care. Gotta gotta do stretches. Gotta do icing. Meredith was did all of those the things. most diligent about yeah. all of that. Yes, more so than any. And she would even be talking to the younger dancers, like the new people, just like start icing, start now. taking care of yourself, rest. making sure you have rest. To rest. I I definitely didn't do that. I yeah. was a I was a hundred percent. Well, the you first, did after the injuries. Well, the first five and a half years of my career, yeah. I was go, go, go. I had maybe a month off here and there. And people think, oh, a month, that's a lot. But for a performer, I mean, it is a lot. Don't get me wrong. But for a performer, sometimes having that much time off, you, oh you would still you be having to work out and stay in shape. Yeah. But as far as like putting your body through, because you put your body through you six rest, to man. 10 months of doing, depending on your ship, you could be doing five your to six athletes. shows a week. Get yeah, your athletes and you're doing them. You're re, so you're moving and doing the same things over and over again, which yeah, yes, your body gets motion. used to, but that's what a back problem is. A problem is because it's, 
it's constant beating down. So if I was just beating it into the ground for the next six yeah. years, just it's just wear and tear. So by the yeah. end of it, it's like I had done the, I had done enough you tear. Need I, I need to like parts. stop. Yeah. So by the end of it, it was like, if I don't stop though, I don't know if I'm going to, I might, yeah. I might really mess myself up. Yeah. That was why I was always worried. I didn't want any injury taking me out. So yeah, exactly. I made the call. I made the right call. Yeah, Cause you then could. you and I moved here and it still yeah. got, wor- it got worse. So, well, there you go. Not I mean, like moving here. Got, sorry, no, the back problems. No, I'm saying me. the back. Yeah, yeah, no. I, Speaking sure. Sorry, I want to, but it's good because we make sure that people yeah. listening aren't hearing this. Sorry, same yeah, thing. it was just the back problems because um, then I, I don't know how many you, you really, you, the question you asked that got us here was how many surgeries have you had? Surgeries. Yeah. And I probably have done four to five a year since since we moved here since 2016. Yeah. 2000, well, 2017. Let's start 2017 is when all the doctors finally started getting better and we started getting down to what it was. So since 2017, I've probably had four to five, three to five. And these, and we're talking like you have to be knocked out for these outpatient surgeries. and stuff. I've had a couple, even though they're outpatient, I I wasn't completely knocked out for the most part. I have been, but there were a couple where they only kind of put me under so I could still feel the pressure and stuff. Well, so what are we at? Like 15, 20 surgeries by now, just for your back. Probably. So if you see my wife, um, just you know, just be nice to her. She's had a lot of surgeries on her back. <laughs> I live in pain. <laughs> Some people live in pain a lot. Yeah. Uh, I don't regret my decisions, but I definitely am paying for it. I'll tell you that. Well, yeah, and I mean, it's. I think having somebody going into dancing and hearing someone talk about that is good because that's not always going to be the first thing they hear. No, you know, they're going to talk about how I do wish I had more people tell me that stuff and all that stuff. But like, it's like educate on preservation and longevity. I don't feel like I learned a lot of that growing up. Well, that I think it's out there, but I I think it's probably not as taught as just like be a good dancer. Right. And it's it's just, the, it is very much in the dancer world. The show must go on. So they're, yeah, they're really yeah, and there's that factor. You really like have to be really and... bad not to do it. If a dancer truly makes a call saying I can't do it, then we pretty much always knew. Yeah, that's a that they had truly that. weighed out every yeah. option. And tonight they had to absolutely call out because they couldn't push through anymore. Most yeah. most performers. That's the only downfall to us is we do push through things when we shouldn't and we can make it worse and we're very stubborn and we wait until it's just dire. And then you always do what a dancer called out. It was dire for the most part. I mean, I definitely work with some of those shady ones every now and then, but but yeah, that was the only thing is you knew when it, when a reblock was happening, you trusted that the dancer was like, Nope, I I actually can't push through tonight. Yeah. When you left cruise ships behind, Yes. We moved to Vegas. We moved to Vegas. We already and talked about that. Yeah, we, we talked about it in the first episode because I thanked Chelsea Phillips Reed and Brie, yes. Brie Schuler for Reed, taking who, me in. Who just did an episode with our friend Matt Hayes. We all know. See, we should all be part of a podcast. And Chelsea network. Phillips Reed is a badass and she, she is the host of Magic Mike. She's so she's, funny on that podcast. She's funny, well, I'm not, and this she is, is not, so funny. I know this is like looks like a beacon to like, please let's have me on No, the but no, honestly, she no, is amazing. Yeah. But I want to have her on the podcast and you don't have to have me on yours. It uh, it doesn't, that's not what I'm saying. She's one of the but funniest people she is so funny. that ever walked this earth. We did that recording thing for the Magic Oh, yes. Mike. She had, yeah. So, she was saying how. I remember y'all were talking about how much fun she, you had together. But she was like, as soon as she walked through the door, she's on and like, and if, she's but in it's genuinely, she's genuinely funny. Yeah, like, it's so good. I'm fancy. I'm fancy. <laughs> and she's also an amazing singer and performer. We had the, her and I had the pleasure of working on the freedom. I was doing the contract with her when I got offered the dream. Yeah. She was in the cast that 
when I found out, and so cool, she was a very big part of. There's you know, a lot of cruise ship love Vegas, you know, import export. There's tons of know? us out here. Yeah, there's it's and so it's like a that's nice, one of the reasons why you and I picked here too, though, if you yeah. remember, because we knew that there were a lot of people out here that we had worked with that yeah. we knew were special, and you knew some that I didn't, and vice versa. But I mean, that's one thing my mom always said when we picked this place. She goes, "At least you have." an abundance of people to choose from if you needed help. She was like, I think any of these people would come help you. If you like move to a city cold, it's like that you have to do all this networking and just get your, get it to where people know you're, you exist. Whereas here we already had enough people that if anything, God forbid, we had had people to help us. That's the reason why we chose it though. And then that I got Vegas to show, which was absolutely, I'm, I am so happy I got to be part of that show. Part of wardrobe. When you I was part there. of wardrobe, but being um, part of a really awesome show that yeah. many people who are doing wonderful things in their career started out at that show or not even started, did that show for a yeah. while. I mean, that and show's had a lot of amazing people come through it. Yeah. No, it's cool. It's a, it's a little, it's a piece of tradition in Vegas. And uh, anyway. Um, so yeah, I did wardrobe. But no, so the we, wardrobe thing was like, you so, you had, you, your, your advantage going into that is that you had been... I knew a quick. Dancer well, I knew quick changes. For Eleven years before yep. that, I knew how to do quick and changes. So and I had to do minimal spoke sewing. Their language. Yep. You, you. And then now you're on the other side of it, and you have the ability to go between the two worlds effectively. Yes. yes. And that's I think where and you understand start both how to, worlds. It's it's how you. It's the foundation for your management skills. I think. Yeah. Is what I'm is my oh. is my uh, theory. Yeah. Because uh, you're not. You have to think about this possibly conflicting with this person yes. over here or not, whatever. Not just worry about the dancers. I have to actually worry about yeah. wardrobe, but then I also can then, worry like, about which them. Which one's more important. And understand, yeah, I can understand up. both sides yeah. of everything for exactly. sure. Exactly. So it's like you, you're testing out that part of your brain and it's like you're good at communicating with people. So, uh, I definitely found out performers are not always nice. <laughs> Being in wardrobe. <laughs> well, we're not, some, not so nice people sometimes too. to work with performer wise. And I was like, I don't recall ever behaving or talking to anybody though <laughs> not for the most not no, not that's not all of that's only it's yeah. a very minimal part of it and but i still feel i still feel i want to yeah the thing is, is i didn't i knew there were some crazy people on cruise ships and i knew there were some assholes obviously yeah. i didn't really know as much until i became wardrobe and then i was like oh man we are a little shit sometimes <laughs> well you weren't i mean i'm sure i was definitely a shit no I was but a performer. but also you didn't have wardrobe there was no wardrobe yeah we didn't have wardrobe we did ourselves yeah yeah and they had like yeah so you took care of your own costume so that's what i mean so now you're doing things for people where they think about it as a given a precedent whereas you're you come from a world where no we we set our own damn clothes up you know we wash our own clothes and the thing is most of those performers had also had the same experience so sometimes it would hard be hard for a performer to remember to let wardrobe handle things because they would want to do it and you're like right, no right. i get it but it is my job so like don't worry like but you yeah. had tons of performers that were like i'm just used to setting my own stuff do you need to be here For, and you're okay. like interesting there was okay. a little bit of both i just well, i guess that's cool that not that, to touch on the back yeah, i was just saying yeah. i just was surprised i was like oh man i didn't realize we could be turds it makes me until i did the behind the scenes it makes me appreciate that they the the company you know has a wardrobe department yes, because exists then, because it's like let's help them out and let's be, have jobs let's make it so they don't have to worry about that so yeah. they can concentrate on and it was well, good for everybody we should be there should be somebody worried about the costumes and where everything is and setting it a certain way i mean it's kind of like okay this is this is a great job and it paid well i think that was the important thing too and things like that and yeah. that that was the other pro at the time, you were like, okay, well, this is well-deserved. I Yeah, I can do yeah. this. So, I mean, it's a little... I got all sides of it. 
I yeah. just didn't realize. No, but so that's you transitioned into that side of things. Yeah. You, um, you know, got to work with some really cool people. Yeah, uh, it's a given that you do the laundry in the household. Yes. <laughs> I'm not gonna say. Yeah. I'm not gonna say that. Just doesn't. It's not on brand. You know. I do make you hang your shirts on a certain hanger a certain yeah, way because yeah. of wardrobe. So, so let's say this, your, your experience, your experience in wardrobe has made you very particular about hangers. hanging clothes. Mm-hmm. And, um, if I, I was already like that on ships too, cause there yeah. were certain hangers I like for certain things, Yeah, but I got, it got, became more OCD so after like you've ever doing seen, wardrobe. If you've ever seen the movie, Mommy Dearest, uh, no the, wire the, hangers. the wire hangers, we did wardrobe and then it, you, you left a little bit before the pandemic, right? I left six months before the pandemic. I left two years shy of my four year. It would have been four years. So I left in June of 2019 and August uh, 2nd, 2019 would have been four years. I left two months, two months shy of that. Yeah. Yeah. I left June 7th, 2019. uh, uh, But I did almost four. I say four years, even though I'm too much shy. I just say four years because same. I, yeah, it's awesome. How dare you pad your resume on my right? podcast? It's so cute. So that, yeah. So you saw we, and then while you're but then doing I that. then I was off for a while. Remember you worked at right, I was right, off right. for well, a while. Well, I was just going to say while you're doing that, I'm at UNLV. Yeah. Working. Um, you're the, you're yeah. making the, making the books. Sorry, yeah. It was December uh, 2019. I was still off and Mark Melton reached out and he's like, Hey, we're looking for another adoption counselor. Cause he was, he worked there at the time yeah. and he was doing more and more gigs and less and less there. So they really did need somebody that could be there more. Yeah. And I wasn't doing anything. So I was like, all right. So I went and interviewed and it was pretty easy interview. I did it with Lori and Ebony and it was pretty quick and easy. They asked me a couple of questions and they're like, okay, that's well, you know, and then I think the next day or that evening, they Ebony like, called that me. Girl is psychotic about no, the they animals. De- yeah, they definitely were like, well, that's when they, they ask you to. They're like, so that's obviously, who we want. She, they obviously ask in the interview. They're like, so you like animals? You know, making <laughs> yeah. sure. Um, do you have? They like if you have animals because it lets people lets them know that you really are, you know, an animal person. That sounds weird, but like, kind of almost. I picture them asking you that in the interview. Yeah, they actually. Like, you like tear up and start crying in front of them immediately. Yeah, I'm like, I, have, I love them so much. I have, we have to just we'll we'll call the amount of cats started, we have too many. I started uh, January a January six twenty 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 at, at uh, yeah Nevada SPCA and then the pandemic happened March seventeenth twenty twenty so I worked for about three months there before the whole thing then, changed for us all, yeah. and then it changed constantly from month to month for oh, the next God. two years until we actually got into the, yeah then we changed buildings in the middle of uh, all that stadium now changed buildings in the middle of all that we're doing numerous events on top of all of those things it was. It's been a very interesting three years at that place for yeah. sure. There's been some, it's been very exciting and eventful. And There's that word. I just like the animal part of all of it for sure. That's yeah. my favorite part. Yeah. And good I mean, to see animals all day, every you, day and watch them go home. And I mean, and, talk about pet salesmen over here. Like you'll, you'll, you don't, they sell themselves. They sell themselves. You're going to be like, you know, you'll know like someone's favorite dog and be like, Hey, guess his hair. It's true. <laughs> it's like, there's a good chance they're going to want to adopt that yes. animal. So, yeah. You're, it's uh, very exciting. Yeah. But then, you know, you see the bad side of that, which yes, is like I do. animals coming back. Animals in really horrible shape. shape that is like you you are someone who cries at Sarah McLaughlin ads and you told you chose this job. It's weird. Yeah. It's it's interesting. I was having that conversation with one of the younger one of my younger volunteers the other day. And I was because she was saying how she thought about being a vet. Yeah. And then she changed her mind and said she didn't think she can do it. I was like, you know what? Fair enough. I said, but let me throw this your way. I also didn't think I could do it because I do cry at everything. I do absolutely 
struggle. I, I prefer animals to humans any day. Humans are yep. just awful people. And, um, yeah, but we're also the, the shit you've seen the yeah. great part of anyway. So, but I just, I used to think that I couldn't do it either, but you kind of like, you either learn or you don't, but you learn how to put blinders up, but blinders up in a good way. Like just like, okay, yep, I see it, but let's move on. How are we going to help? How can we move forward? Let's not dwell on how bad it looks. Let's just figure out what we can do. Yeah. So then you kind of start doing that mm-hmm. and you learn it enough to where you can get through it. But there are just, I do still have, <laughs> I'm no, I'm You're not saying that like I'm strong, being, so yeah. I'm still human. At least once a yeah. week, I probably have a moment where I'm like, oh, I have I lose my faith for a second or not even that, just get really frustrated with some of the people and situations you encounter. It's, but I'm still there. Like I'm still, and, it, and it's I'm shit still, that would make despite you all that, quit. I'm in, it's yeah, not exactly. just like, oh, it was a rough day. Exactly. It was like, you doubt the goodness of yes, humanity. Exactly. It's like, that's exactly. a little heavier than. Yeah, of, and that's why I didn't think. So I was, I was telling that young girl, I was like, I didn't think I could do it either. But I was like, I'm still here, and I was like, and I don't feel like I'm damaged or like, you know what I mean? I don't right. feel like what am I doing? It doesn't feel like that. It's like no, I feel like I'm where I'm supposed to be. This is gonna be hard, but I'm, I'm fine. Like yeah. I was told, I was like, I just was, I was fine. Like I'm okay. Yeah. So, anyways, I told her, I was like, don't let that be well, you, you, trying to let that be a factor that you don't know if you could do it because I didn't think I could, and then I gave it a shot, and here I am three years your, later. Your ability to deal with shit is strong because of how much you do it you know well i think i just i think that's just that's called being tough and yeah. being stable and emotionally you know sane i guess yeah mature i'm a high functioning anxious person yeah <laughs> that's my style yeah and i and i gotta tell you honey couldn't be a bigger turn on <laughs> right <laughs> Look how anxious she is. My God. My God, I love her. A lot, lot, lot going on under the hood on that one. Oh, man, it's true. You're like, a lot going, going on, on in that, that brain. What's going on in that beautiful brain of hers? Yeah, there's a lot. Oh, <laughs> sorry, bless your heart. I really feel bad for you. Mentat. Remembers everything. Remembers ladies everything. Ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I'm an empath that remembers everything. Hell. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Won't ever win an argument. Not even going to try. That's empath. why you got to just give up. Remembers everything. Yeah. <laughs> Good advice anyway. True. It's one thing when your wife thinks she remembers everything perfectly. It's another thing when, when she, she actually does. does. I don't think people are going to care I, about this I, stuff. I am a trained curator of interesting dialogue, okay? Mm. I feel like people are going to go, who cares? Like, No, no, I'll, I care because I came up with the... You're, now you're insulting me. Sorry, okay. So I find you interesting. Okay. Um. I put, thank you for being such a good person to me and for helping me deal with pretty severe pre- period of depression recently and many times prior to that. But We both had lately, many times, honey. Lately more than... We both have. Yeah. So it's... And well, I'll just I think say the sad this. thing, I couldn't help you much with it. You're kind of on your own because I was trying to figure my own, my own... I'm still trying to figure out my own depression. Well, and this... Look, this... We support each other and that's what you do yeah. um, when you're your best friend. And I was just going to say, I'll transition into a PSA for planet Earth. I'm not saying place all of your happiness on your lover. Don't pass that responsibility to anyone but yourself. Yeah. No one is responsible for your own happiness but yourself. But yourself, yeah. But. And you make your own happiness, Do let people into your lives. Yeah. Because it's hard enough to do it alone. Oh, yeah. I couldn't do it. I I wouldn't. I mean, who would want to do it alone? It sounds, it's already hard enough. Well, you you can't. It's already hard enough, let alone alone. Our brains don't work like that. We're social animals and all that. But the, the, I think the fact of the matter is, is uh, a person in your life's not a, it should never be a necessity. They should be a bonus, which is why you even more so want to make sure they are heard and you're working yeah. on your relationship because it's a bonus. I don't really need it, but 
I don't want to lose the this is a great bonus why would i want to lose this i've got to figure out how to make this work because this is so great i yeah i could i could do it on my own but do i why would i want to do that when it could be so much more fun to live with with somebody yeah exactly who who doesn't Um, want to be with their best friend for life i don't see why that would be yeah but anyway i don't think we're like throwing out any hot takes i don't think that's (laughs) when when shit gets like really hard like it's you need it yeah it's not just that it's a bonus. Like, there's certain times when it's a bonus, but, like... You're saying there's some times where it's necessity. Where, uh, if I didn't have you, then it would be really bad. It Same. would be really bad. Um, Same. But, it's, and, but that's not in a way to put pressure on you that... No, you know I don't feel I mean? that way. I don't feel pressure. So, anyway, I'm just saying, in the bad times like that, it's like, it I just helps. But, um, and we've gotten each other through that shit, and we will continue to do that. Um, I'm just going to say thank you for putting up with all my shit. Um, Meredith, Meredith, end the show however you want. Improvise an ending. Darling, you send me. me. I know you send me. Send me. Oh, sorry, I didn't wait. No, you did good. I was trying to go after you. Okay, darling, you You send me. Honest, you do. Honest, you do. Honest, you do. Whoa. And he goes, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and that about covers it. In summary and summation, clogging is not just for Dutch people with little wooden shoes. If you're on a trampoline, try to land on your feet and not your ankles. And in the wise words of Bob Barker, have your pets spayed or neutered. Again, if you would like to support the Nevada SPCA, either by volunteering or donating, go to nevadaspca.org. That is going to do it for this episode. I guess I'm going to have to go back to interviewing people I'm not married to. Well, I'm going to take this pogo stick and go to episode 11 now. Goodbye, friends. Okay, balance, balance, balance.